0: As you're being seated this morning, I would ask that you would turn to Psalms chapter 46. It's going to be our key passage of Scripture for us today. As we look into this, we get this understanding and we kind of see this. And I want us to to look. So as you go there, I'm going to ask the same question that I asked whenever whenever I posted it on Facebook uh, earlier this week. And some people responded, and I appreciate your response, and there'll most probably be more of these so that I can kind of get a feel as far as where we are. So as you're turning there, the question is, what takes your peace away? Over the last couple of weeks, the last week, what would you say has taken your peace from you? Some have commented, and they commented and said that, uh, you know, the strains from COVID and the pandemic and being stuck at home has taken peace away. I know for some people, as they have spent more and more time with their spouse, that the peace has kind of gone to the wayside every once in a while, right? Uh, If you're not used to spending all that time with them, there can be some rocky patches, I have the the privilege that, uh, you know, I get to go to the swimming pool by the apartment complex. I can walk around the park so I can get out of the house. Plus, I've been coming to the church and being here. But sometimes there's that friction. If you're with someone too long, it just kind of, yeah, okay. So some people mentioned that that was their peace or lack of peace. Others said it was that, you know, they had troubles with their family members. So whenever they said family members, I had to ask what? And whenever we think about family members, it goes more into depth because sometimes our... Uh, You know, our sons and daughters, or you know, daughter-in-laws, son-in-laws, as they don't as they don't believe in Jesus Christ as their Lord and Savior, that can take away some of our peace. We're we're concerned about those and about those about them not having a relationship with God. Others listed things like you know, people that were going to be losing their jobs are losing their businesses because of this pandemic and not being able to open up and the financial strain and struggle that it's go- that's going on. But then the financial struggle in itself for those that have been stuck at home and not going to work. There's some people that are still not able to go to work. There's others that have not missed a day. So we have this. So we lose our peace. Now, in those things, in thinking about that, there's this or this law that's out there, which would be considered a breach of peace. And if I asked you that question in a different term and said, okay, what would you classify as a breach of peace that you would have to call or that you would call the law enforcement to come in and to bring in peace? Most probably wouldn't be a lot of the things that I just mentioned. But there are some things that do take away peace and that we call the law enforcement in, right? I live in the apartment complex. Somebody comes driving through the apartment complex, and uh, you know their music is blaring, and I can hear it two buildings away. You might want to call the you know the law enforcement if it goes on too you know, too long. We've had all, we've had a lot of parties and of course with the holidays over the weekend, we've had all of these parties that's had multiple people in there and not only were you know should the police have been called in, but they were called, but that was after shots were fired because there was no peace that was in there. Uh, they started this and there was uh, you know several of them that broke out into gunfight and the law enforcement had to come in. We see these things and sometimes we act like we're shocked. But we shouldn't be. We're living in a fallen world, in a broken world. God created this world to be perfect, but in Genesis chapter 3, whenever Adam and Eve chose to disobey God and sin entered into the world, you know, the world was cursed. The whole earth was cursed you remember I would have liked to have been back then because at that point in time there was no thorns and thistles that you had to pull out of the ground you didn't have to worry about weeds taking over your garden it wasn't there so now we're in this world here and we know that there was a tremendous amount of time in the that went by and then God said okay He was so mad because every thought by human beings was evil. Remember, that was before the flood. So he flooded the earth and he saved Noah and his family. Do you realize that 200 years later, 200 years after the flood, the people were building the Tower of Babel and God said that he had to spread them out because there again evil had began to reign and they were building this tower so that they could get up high into heaven and they could become like God. Just 200 years. We're 2,000 years since Jesus Christ came to this earth to bring about peace to the whole world through his death. And it's getting worse and worse and it's gonna continue to get worse and worse until Jesus Christ comes back again. But I have good news for you. Because although we struggle with peace, there's some laws and stuff that used to be on the books, on the law books, that we might kind of laugh at. So I wanted to bring you back to those this morning. So whenever we think about it, in North Carolina at one point in time, it was literally against the law to sing out of key. Yeah, I lived in North Carolina for about 16 years. I didn't sing over there, and I still don't sing in South Carolina. I I have difficulty singing on key, but I'd really hate to know that I was arrested for singing off, off key. Now, what about this? New York still has on their law books that in the city of New York, that if you're out in a restaurant and you're slurping your soup, you can be arrested for breach of peace. Now, somewhere in in, uh, California, on the law books, there used to be that you could not play percussion instruments on the beach. I blame that on the 60s. All those hippies running around with their bongo drums. There you go. See, all the hippies. Today, I don't think I would call the police on somebody slurping their soup or playing a bongo drum on the beach. What about this? I said that I said something about this one this morning, but you know we have somebody here this morning, you know, in this service here, that's actually breaking this law. And there's in many cities still around. It is against the law to raise or have roosters. Marty, we wouldn't really call the law officer on the rooster would we breach of peace the owners back there shaking her head yes he would so we think about this at least i think about this am i okay what really takes our sleep away What has been taking our sleep away for the last couple of weeks or even couple of months? It it might even be longer than that. It could be a lost loved one, weighs heavy on your heart. And you think about that at night and you pray about that. What are some of the other things that takes away your sleep at night? What are some of the things that we struggle with that on our everyday work and everyday life that we think about this and it it disturbs us? The evil in the world, yeah. Finances. Man. Man. Those are things that are real. The health of a, of a loved one. How, you know, can you imagine the people that even today that are that are that have lost sleep because of all this stuff that's been going on? How, you know, it's real. And we can't take light of it. There are people and their lives are affected by this. Our lives, in a way, is affected by this. In Psalms 46, it says, God is our refuge and strength, all ready to, always ready to help in times of trouble. So we will not fear when, the earth, when earthquakes come and the mountains crumble into the sea let the oceans roar and foam. Let the mountains tremble and the waters surge. So let me read this for you again slowly. The Lord is our strength. Always ready to help in times of trouble. So we will not fear when earthquakes come and the mountains crumble into the sea. Let the oceans roar and foam. Let the mountains crumble into the midst of the sea. Let it happen. Because my foundation, my peace, my peace comes from the one that gives me true refuge. Refuge. My peace comes from the one that created all things. My peace and my strength comes from God Almighty, from the Holy Spirit living within me and the belief that I have in Jesus Christ as the one and only Son that came and died on the cross and that rose from the grave three days later to save me. So that I could have a life of eternity with God Almighty. That's where my peace is. But the peace of this world is found in so many different things. We have people that find peace in this world today in their own devices. As in, look at me. I have been providing for myself and for my family for 50 years. I can do this on my own. But then trouble comes along. And that's where this passage of Scripture talks and it says that whenever the earth quakes, let's take this literally and let's say that the earth quakes, our lives quake. This pandemic and all of this that we're dealing with and that we're struggling through, a couple of weeks ago, we talked about the fact that this pandemic and this disease that we have, it knows no bounds. It has attacked little babies. It has attacked middle-aged and older. It has attacked the poor, the rich, and the middle class. It has attacked all cultures Across this world, there is no one, absolutely no one, that is impervious to this disease. There is absolutely nothing that we can do. My strength can't protect me from it. The earth quakes. But then the scripture says, let it quake. Let it quake because I know who is what, my refuge, and who is my strength. Paul talked about this. We look into Paul's life, and Paul talks about how he was a Roman citizen and how his parents were smart and how he had the the greatest of education. But he said all of this is worthless compared to God. Compared to what he has. So where is our foundation? Who is our foundation? Is our foundation truly God? Or is it in other things? The thing is, is that in our life as we live, there are times that we're really good And there's times that God is our refuge and he is our strength. And then there's times that we get confused and we take control over it. Or there's times that we look up and our bank account is empty and we have a bill that's due. And we're like, oh no, what do I have to do or what can I do to take care of this? And a little bit of turmoil comes into our lives. A little bit of unuseless or useless loss of sleep happens to us. There are some people that turn to the church. Now, don't get me wrong, don't everybody get up and run. Because the thing about it is, is that sometimes whenever we turn to church, we're turning to the church and we're not turning to God. Abraham was found, or Abram was found righteous before circumcision. Circumcision did not make Abram righteous with God. Circumcision did not save all the other Israelites. It was their relationship that they had with God that saved them. And it was that relationship that they had that made them righteous. So you can run to the church and be misled. But we run to God and we look to God as our refuge. We look to Jesus Christ for salvation. We look to the Holy Spirit for guidance and for strength. And yes, all three of those are one. They're God Almighty that we trust in and that we believe in. You know, there's some that put their trust in family. I hate to say this, but at some point in time, family will let you down. Friends will let you down. You know, whenever I think about that, I, I get this understanding and I get this deep feeling that there was one time that I put my father, my earthly father, into a really bad predicament. Peg and I, we had been married for maybe five, six years, something like that, and we had rent that was due. And as I think about this story, I'm pretty sure that I thought I had the money in the account and I wrote out the check to pay the rent and the landlord called me up and said that the check had bounced and I had two weeks or I had a week or so, something like that to pay rent or that I was going to be evicted. I remember calling up my dad and I'm pretty sure that my dad cried on the other side of that phone because at that, point, at that part in time, he didn't have the money to give me and it hurt him so bad. There are times that our family members that we're going to go to them or we're going to come to them and we're going to need something. And regardless of how bad they want to give it to us, they can't. And if our foundation is built on that family member, on that, then our earth is going to crumble. And it's going to fall into the sea. And it will destroy us. It can destroy us if we do not truly look towards God. And that takes me to one of these stories in Scripture that I look at and I'm like, man, I'm like, that's really really cool. And, And let's understand this. Jacob and Esau Jacob tricks his father and gets his birthright from his brother. Later on in the life they've separated and Jacob gets word that Esau's coming to see. Can you imagine Jacob losing some sleep? My brother's coming. I tricked him out of his birthright. I tricked him out of his blessings from God. And he's coming to me. Now follow along because whenever we look at this story in Scripture, what happened? Forgive me. That didn't really satisfy it. So what does he do as his brother is coming? He sends everything in front of him. You remember? All of his slaves go in front of him. His family goes. His livestock goes. All of them go in front of him. And hopefully, his brother will see that and they'll see how God's blessed him and then he'll take pity on him. And Jacob stays over on the other side of this little creek or this stream, right? And what happens? He loses sleep. He wrestles with God, he wrestles with Him. Two things came out of that night. The first thing, whenever the battle was over with and the sun was coming up, Jacob's wrench, hip, hip is wrenched. So from that day on, Jacob walked with a limp. The second thing that happened to him, he had a new name, Israel. Because he had a God now that he understood. He had a God that he totally, 100% trusted. He wrestled with him. And what do we find that he does from there? He goes back and he goes across the creek and he goes and meets his brother. Because the relationship with his God, with the God, the God of the heavens, the God of the earth, the God that created all things because that relationship changed. Because he understands that God and he knows that that God has everything that he does is for the betterment. That all God has for him is worth it all. Everything that he had sent over was no longer his, but it was God's. What do we wrestle with? What are we what are we wrestling with today? What have we been wrestling with for the last couple of weeks or a couple of months? God wants to change you. He wants you to trust in him. See, that's why the scripture says that whenever the earthquakes and the seas foam and roar, we shouldn't worry about it. Because we're in the hands of the one that controls it all. Our foundation of God Almighty is the firm foundation that will never be shaken. So maybe this will kind of help you out a little bit again, a little bit more this morning. Because whenever we think about this and we think about that passage of scripture that talks about the earthquakes and falling into the sea, we go back and the writer takes us all the way back to Genesis where God created the heavens and the earth. God created everything. And whenever God brought about creation, he brought about order into the chaos And if God brought about order into chaos because of his love for us, then Satan is bringing about destruction through his evil in this world. And Satan is trying his best to destroy our lives and to destroy this world. God's all about bringing order into chaos. And Satan is all about destroying that order. And bringing chaos into our lives. And he knows that whenever he shakes that foundation. That if we're not firmly planted on the right foundation. That we'll crumble into the sea. And that we'll fall. We'll fall off into this world. And it just came to my mind, my thoughts. Because as we study and as we think about this, in the ancient days, in the old days, they thought that there were evil creatures and and that evil lived under the water. And the earth is falling into that evilness. That's one of the reasons why that scripture of Jesus walking on water is so powerful. Because Jesus was walking above any evil that is on this earth. It's not going to stop him. The scripture says that hell will not prevail over the church. It might shake the walls, but it's not going to fall. it's not going to fall because of God almighty and we trust in him so today hopefully this and looking at this i know that there are some lives that are being shaken i know that there are some foundation and there's some earth that's being moved underneath our feet but today We need to think about the peace that we get from the one that provides our strength, the one that gives us refuge in him. There's absolutely nothing that this world can do to us. Remember, fear the one that can take your soul or can kill your soul and your body. Do not fear the one that can take your body. The earth can only take our body. But we have the one that lives within us. The one that holds us. That gives us strength. That gives us peace. It gives us everlasting life. Through trusting in him and in only him. Let's bow our heads. Dear Heavenly Father, I do thank you for today, and I thank you for the words that you have given to us. God, I pray, dear Lord, as the praise and worship team comes, dear Lord, as we begin to enter our hearts, and God, as we look at this, God, I pray, God, that you would help us to see and to sing these words these words that are powerful, but God, that these are words that are true in our hearts and in our lives. Because God, as the psalmist says, you are our refuge and our strength. And there is nothing in this world that's gonna shake us from that. Amen. Amen.
1: man it all, it is well, and through it all, through it all, my eyes are on you, and it is well with me.
0: Let's stay in four-hour benediction. be mindful. We do have Tuesday night prayer meetings are still going on, so let's be mindful of those. Dear Heavenly Father, we do thank you, dear Lord, so much for this day. God, we thank you for your strength. God, we thank you that you are our refuge. God, we pray, dear Lord, that your face would shine upon each person that is here and that your blessings will be poured out on each one. In Jesus' name, amen.